I mean, this, you know, this, this may be a bit crude, but I mean, I don't know no other way to say it. Uh, I want to talk about um, booty calls. We don't bring it all to the table, ladies. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, listen, don't get me wrong. You know, you ought to... You know, having a man that is conscious, wants to earn, and the more money he can make, the better. It makes life comfortable. It gives you options and choices and all of that kind of thing. It really does. It really does. You know, you get a man that don't mind grinding and working and, you know, yeah, he, he makes six figures, seven figures. Hopefully he can get to eight. It gives you options. It, it, it empowers you to do things for your children and all of that. But let me tell you something. It will be better for you to have a man that's hardworking, bringing home fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year, possibly less, and really has a, a spirit to discern you beyond what's between your legs. If, if that's all, if that's all you have, is a fool that only values you for what's between your your legs. It means you have a carnal man who is not even mature enough to be trusted because when he gets tired, because he's not a man that's given to deeper things, any man that lives on the surface eventually gets tired. Anything that's in on the flesh level, um, it usually runs out and, uh, you know, lust is never satisfied. The same lust that draws him to you once he gets familiar with you, that's the same lust that's going to draw him to somebody else and then to somebody else and then to some. You got to have a man that has that part of his life under control and can see beyond the obvious that you're a beautiful, attractive, sexually attractive woman. And you have to have your self-esteem built up enough that you don't need a man grabbing behind you sexually for you to feel like you're an attractive woman. You should have known that when you woke up this morning and looked in the mirror. If you start talking to yourself every day in the mirror and, tell, and telling yourself how fine you are, you won't be sitting around waiting for a man to, to whistle at you in the streets and talk all that trash in your ear. Okay, number two. A woman is, we're talking about the non-sexual value of a woman to a man. We said, number one, she is the man's partner in dominion. Number two, she, a woman is the man's rest. She's the man's rest. When the man has the right woman, she brings rest into his life. That's good right now. When, when a man has the right woman, she brings rest into his life. She creates an environment around this man's world that just, it doesn't matter what kind of battles he's fighting in the world, when he comes home and he has the right woman in place, she produces a rest in this man's life 
that is incomparable. And every woman should pray, you know, that when the right man, when, when the man that God has ordained for your life shows up in your world, that he will sense rest upon your life, in you rather. Listen to what the Bible says in Proverbs 31, 11, and 12. It says, talking about the husband of the, of the virtuous woman, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. This brother was at rest. He had no reason to mess up. The Bible says he had no need of spoil. The heart of her husband, the safely trust, he could trust her. He had no reason to mess up. She would do him good and not evil all the days of her life. When he saw his woman, he saw his what? Rest. But you see, a man can't extract that from a woman if he's not deep enough to respect that aspect of the woman. When a man really takes a woman and loves her properly, you know, honors her. Come on now. When a man really takes his woman and esteems her and honors her and loves her properly and and makes her feel safe. You see, because what we're talking about here, um, a woman is the man's rest. What we're talking about here, listen to this very carefully. What we're talking about here is the fullest expression of the woman's feminine energy. When, when, but the only way a woman can fully, as I've, as I've said, since this has been a topic of discussion of late, the only way a woman can fully fall back into her feminine energy and exude that feminine energy uh, for her man to the point that he's, captivated by it is that the man must first provide an environment of trust and honor. You see, the feminine energy of a woman demands an environment that um, provides her with trust. When a man is man enough to live his life in a way that his woman can trust him She's now free to fall back and be all of the woman he will ever need. See, the, the real issue, my, my, my brothers and sisters or my sisters and brothers, since they're more women than men, the real issue is not submission. The real issue is honor. Because what I've discovered about submission is that uh, the submission of a woman to a man is that when a man properly honors a woman, submission is a natural, um, it's a natural outgrowth of honor. The reason we're not seeing women comfortable enough to submit is because we've not had men who have really demonstrated honor. You see, when you honor your woman, you now provide an environment where she she feels like she can trust you and she can relax and then she becomes your what? Rest, everything you need, you're going to find it in your woman. A lot of men, I say this to brothers all the time, a lot of men are running around here trying to 
you trying to get this little woman over here jeopardizing your family, your, your reputation and everything. You're trying to run with this little woman because she does this for you. You, you didn't got another little woman on that side of town because she does that not realizing that the woman at your house has all of that in her. She has all of that in her. God has, God has engineered the woman to be everything her ordained man will need or desire, but he'll never be able to extract it until he provides her with an atmosphere of honor and trust. And when he does that, he discovers that she's his rest. Man, I don't have to do everything I need. I can chill. Ooh, not just women exhaling. Man, the brother can exhale too. I got everything I need at home. I don't have to, I don't have to ruin my reputation. I can live my life the right way because I got everything I need at home, but you'll never experience those depths in your woman. See, because the woman is built to respond to the man and whatever, the, whatever seed the man provides, the woman will incubate it and give him a harvest. So if you're sowing seed of this honor and distrust, that's what you're going to get back. But when you, sow, when you sow the seed of honor and trust, she will give you everything you need and your woman will become your place of rest. Now, number three. Um, not the non-sexual value of a woman. Number three, a woman is the multiplier. When God said, uh, be fruitful and multiply, there is no fruitfulness, there is no fruitfulness or multiplication without the womb of a woman. Now that's in the natural sense, right? You can't, you can't multiply without no woman. That's in, the nat that's in the natural biological sense. You, can't, you cannot multiply without a woman. This is why I push back on this stuff about uh, the, man is, the man is the prize. Man ain't no prize. Man ain't no prize. A man without a woman is nothing but a bag of potential. And what's a bag of seed without soil? Wasted potential. That's all it is. If a man does not have a woman, he is incapable of being fruitful or multiplying. In Genesis 3 and 20, it says, and Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. But beyond the biology, listen to this very carefully, beyond the biology, women are also the life givers to vision. God gives men seed, but women have wombs. When a man is blessed with a strong woman, she gives him a womb for the vision in his spirit. This is beyond the physical, um, uh, biological procreation thing. Women are used by God to give birth to ideas and the dreams that men might have. You put a bunch of men together, we can come up with a whole lot of ideas. Men are great at ideas. But you know what usually happens when men get together and they, they exclude a woman? They have ideas. Those ideas are great. And they sit on the table until they have the next meeting. And then they remember they had ideas. And then they go to the third meeting. And they remember they had ideas. And nothing ever happens 
until some secretary, until some wife, until some mother, until some girlfriend gets involved. There's like it's like there's 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 something supernatural that God has gifted women with to take what's in a man and give birth to it. That's why women can, you know, on their own, women can on their own capture vision and bring it to pass and be all over social media. I'm bossing out, I'm balling, I'm seven figures and doing all this kind of stuff. And men, you know, it's, it's like there's a generation of blind men that are not realizing that God intended for that same gifting and grace that's upon these women's lives to be a part of yours. But you can't access that if you don't respect it. Anything you respect will find its way to exit your life. Women are the multipliers. Listen to what the Bible says in Proverbs 18 and 22. Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. I'm a pastor of a church. Well, you know, as men, we come up with ideas all the time around the church. It don't get off the ground till we get some women involved. Everybody you know, they got a woman somewhere. Barack. I got his book here somewhere. Barack. Michelle. Bill. Hillary. Huh? And any man you see that doesn't have respect for a woman, you can see, you can see the, the lapses in his character and in his performance. You can see his potential but he, you see he's not really maximizing, but when he gets the right woman and he handles that woman the right way, it's like you can see everything take off. It's because the woman, beyond her sexual value, is the multiplier. This is why women always believe This is why, as women, you always believe you can take a man that wants nothing and you can make something out of him. That ain't always the case, though, you know. A man got to want something. A man got to at least bring the seed. And what's the seed? All of the potential you need to germinate something. You know, but that's why y'all believe it is because you have a grace to be able to take something and multiply it and bring it to the next level. Number four, a woman... Is the man's greatest barometer of true manhood. If a man wants to determine the true level of his manhood, see, your manhood cannot be determined by, I'm trying not to be too graphic here, but your manhood can't be determined by your virility. You know, what you think you can do in the, in the, in the, in the sack and all this kind of thing. Monkeys can do that. Monkeys can do that. Gorillas can do that. If you really want to begin to measure your manhood, my brother, look at the condition of your woman. The condition of your woman emotionally, physically, and otherwise under your care is the greatest barometer of true manhood. The condition of a man's woman is an indication of the level of his manhood. Typically, a woman who is intimately related to a man reflects that experience. So if a woman is in a debilitating and abusive relationship, 
a man can see and even the world can see the quality of that man's manhood in the condition of the woman he's connected to or the woman that's connected to him. I say it all the time because it's a powerful revelation. Adam was so much man. Adam was so much man that when God got ready for Eve, he didn't even need any additional material. God simply, he formed Adam from the dust of the earth and then breathed into him his nostrils, the breath of life, and Adam became a living soul. But when God got ready for Eve, Adam was so much of a man. He had so much to him. God didn't need any additional material. God reached into Adam, pulled out a rib and created a whole woman because a whole man is enough to accommodate everything his woman needs to be her best version. So when you see your woman, you are also looking at the mirror of your own manhood. What's your woman looking like? Your woman battered and insecure. See, because when, when, when a woman has a real man, he, he feeds her self-esteem. She may not have had a father. A father may have been absent. She may have a father wound. You know, a father may not have done his job. But when she meets the right man, he pours into her self-esteem and he builds her up. And the world can see that she's now a confident, strong woman. It's a reflection of your manhood. In Ephesians 5, 25 through 28, it says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. The word says that the man like Christ sanctifies the woman. This means that he should have, the man should have the capacity to set his woman apart and to make her whole. So God gives the woman for the man to see the reflection of his true manhood. When you, want a, when you want an objective view of your manhood, look at your woman. And you can tell how good or how bad you're doing in terms of your manhood. Because a man's greatest testimony is a healthy and whole wife. A man should always improve a woman's life. Now, number five. Um, the right woman, number five, this is taking a little spiritual twist here, but it's true. Number five, she is the man's chief intercessor. In other words, she's praying for you beyond the sexual value to know that you have a woman that is fighting with you, fighting for you, praying for you, multiplying everything that God has put to your hand the woman is the spiritual warrior for the family. Nobody prays more than good wives and mothers. Woman may not even be that religious, may not even be going to church like that, but she talks to God about her man and her children. When a man has a strong woman, he has one that kicks down the gates of hell in the spirit realm. Look in Genesis 3, 
14 and 15, it says, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Satan, because thou hast done this, God is passing out, um, he's passing out punishment for them falling. Thank you, sweetheart. See what I'm talking about? Y'all see how my woman brought me some water? Mm-hmm. I be trying to get these boys to understand. They don't know how to live, though. They don't want to live their best life. Look at how my woman brought me some water in a crystal glass. Sparkling water. Mm-hmm. Let me go back to my text. Girl, mess me up. Genesis 3, 14, 15. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put, watch this, watch this. And God says, and I will put enmity. That word simply means warfare between thee and the woman. And between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. There's a natural tension between Satan and the woman. The woman is always standing in the gap, praying for her man, praying for her children. And when a man has the right woman and is smart enough to recognize it, he understands that a part of her value is that she is his chief intercessor. Now, number six. And I only have seven points and we're done. Number six, the woman is the caretaker of the man's legacy. Because the condition of the woman determines the quality of the seed. Now, you know, when you think about, um, you know, okay, let me just use my life. My wife raised our children. You know what I mean? And. Everybody doing great. Everybody doing great. Thank God. I thank God. We got four of them. They, they're all doing great. All doing great. But I can't take, I can't take no uh, credit for that. Uh-uh. It's the quality of the woman a man has uh, birthing his children and raising his children. And I tell dudes all the time, and hope some men listening to me now, you, you better really be mindful of the quality of woman you lay down and make babies with. And like, likewise, you can flip that. You need to be careful who you have babies for. But in this case, we're talking about the value of a woman beyond the sex. She is the, she is the caretaker of the man's legacy. See, when you get through making all this money and doing all of these other things, brother, your, your, your children are going to grow up and they're going to become the truest reflection of your success in life or not. And then your children are going to have children, your grandchildren. Well, who do you think steers? Who steers, you know, the, 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 the well-being of your children? And then you, it's your woman, man. It's your woman. And let me say, well, not my woman. Well, you, that's on you. If, 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 if you're looking for more than hips, tips, and lips, and you're really searching out the inner qualities of a woman and you choose the right woman, she is the caretaker of your legacy. You can't love your children and treat your woman bad. The best thing a man can do for his children is to love their mama. 
Y'all may not even be together. Y'all may not even like one another. But the best thing a man can do for his seed is to treat their mother well. Respectfully, because she's the what caretaker of the man's legacy. Proverbs 31, 28 says her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also and he praiseth her. Now, number seven, and I'm done. She is the best thing that ever happened to a man. The woman. Okay, let me just get messy here. The woman is the prize. (laughs) The woman is the prize. No big old rusty man, no prize. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ain't no man, no prize. Don't go around here telling nobody you you the prize. What kind of mess is that? No, no. The woman is the prize. She's the best thing ever happened. The woman is the best thing God ever created. I'm preaching better than y'all shouting. The woman is the prize. There's nothing God created that even comes close to the value of a woman. Women are the crown of all of creation. When a man is blessed with a wife, he is favored beyond description. See, the best thing that ever happened to you. A woman, the right woman will change your life. The right woman will change your life. First Corinthians 11, 7 through 9 says, For man indeed ought not to cover his head for as much as he is the image and glory of God. But the woman is the glory of the man. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. The woman is a real man's glory. There's nothing beside God that a man should put before his woman. She is his greatest asset. So there you have it. Now, when you understand these things and you really grasp that, you know, as a man, and you live with your woman like that, I promise you the sexual stuff is going to be off the chain. If you learn to make love to your woman's soul, if you learn to make love to your, let's be specific, your wife's soul, you learn to build her self-esteem and pour into her self-perspective, the sex will be off. My, My young folk don't like me saying it. Off of the chain. They say, passes off the chain. It will be off of the chain. Get what they say. The sex will be off of the chain. When you understand these things, there's more to a woman than what happens in the bed. God gives you the woman for you to recognize her value, honor that value, come into covenant with her, And then watch God bring your life to places you never dreamed of. (laughs) Lisa and I were, uh, we were in a restaurant trying to socially distance. And uh, they had some people that came and just sat next to the, you know, table next to us. And so uh, Lisa told me, she said, move over here, move over here. I said, no, you go over there furthest away from them. And I said, because, you know, if I get sick, you have what it takes to nurse me back to health. I say, but if you get sick, I don't know what to do. Your woman is the best thing that ever happened to you. When a man recognizes that, 
And when a man receives a woman for all that she's worth, it's unbelievable, man. I'm living witness. I'm a living witness. It'll change your life. So I just wanted to share this with you all tonight. I just wanted to share this with you all tonight. Uh, may I ask, where is the women when they say Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit? I don't know what you mean by that. So I love you all. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you. Thank you for just, you know, this time to be able to gather and to share. God, I pray that you will allow something I've said to manifest clarity. Thank you, God, for pulling some up out of places of bondage. Thank you for freedom, God. And I thank you, God, for healing every broken place. In Jesus' name. God, do a new thing in their lives by your power and by your spirit. Do a new thing in their lives. In Jesus' name. Listen, I love you all. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on a Saturday night. Can you believe that? That you all are here with me on a Saturday night. You know what I'm going to ask you to do. Go to my website, rcblakes.com, and um, and sign up for my mailing list at rcblakes.com. We're moving towards, I think, 30,000 on there. But, you know, that's far beneath where we should be. I should be well over 100,000 on that mailing list. So get on, get get to rcblakes.com. It's right on the front page. Sign up for my mailing list. Uh, don't forget to go and stop by and uh, support uh, my online programs, Transcending the Father Womb, Queenology. You know, there are two programs relative to Queenology, getting ready to drop a third. Um, the, the online program for Soul Ties, Wisdom for Women in Ministry. Go and check it out. You know, all of my programs presently are $49 and less. Can't believe that, huh? For, and this, hours and hours of content, $49 and less. So go and check that out. And of course, don't forget to stop by Amazon, pick up all of my books. Yeah. Kingology, Queenology. Yeah. There you go. I got a few of them here. Wisdom for Women in Ministry. That's for those of you preaching ladies. Kingology for my brothers. Of course, everybody know about that one, Queenology. And this is where the message actually started, the father-daughter talk. So we're finishing up the um, third book because the, the, the trilogy goes like this. It started with this message, then it moved to this one. And now the third one is going to be the training for reigning. So it'll be three books in, um, in this uh, series of messages. So go to Amazon and, and pick that up. Those of you that need counseling of any kind, there's a link in the description for BetterHelp Counseling. If you use it, it will uh, force you 10% off of the cost of counseling, and uh, they in turn will drop a referral fee into the ministry just because we sent you there. So I, I love you. I thank God for you. Listen for me at any time, because I may drop in at any time just to share with you as the Spirit of God, uh, you know, pours into me. I've been on here an hour again, so I got to go. But just know that I love you. Lisa and I love you. And I appreciate all of you that have given into um, 
our lives tonight. Y'all almost got me at a thousand uh, likes. We had over, I think, 2,200 in the room. You got me at 956. Yeah, I ain't going to fuss tonight. I love you all. I want you to have a great one and uh, share this wherever you can. Thank you for listening today. If you would like more information or for other resources, please visit us on the web at rcblakes.com.